Don't point finger guns at me. <laughs> That's Hello, how we're nerds. starting. Sorry. Well, welcome to another off-season episode of Football After Dark. Or Football After Dark, if you if you know how to pronounce things correctly. It is officially dark, so... Yes. It is, well, because we, we will only record After Dark. Wouldn't yes. After Dark be morning? Before Dark. During Dark. This is Football During Dark, ladies and gentlemen. Before My name light. is Nate Kuyper. <laughs> Uh, along with <laughs> along with uh, Justin Cutlip yep. and Corey Clemens, yep, we, we are we are your hosts, and we have a little bit of stuff to go through. Surprise, surprise! We were completely fucking wrong about off season moves. Um, we weren't totally wrong. I'd say we were like forty, like thirty five, forty percent right. Yeah. We were mostly wrong, but we there was some stuff that that we got pretty close. What kind of kind of grade point average is that? That's an F, ain't it? That is, listen, if we're talking baseball, you're like best baseball player ever if yeah. you're batting 400. Is this baseball? Field goal percentage in basketball. We're sports people, though. Um, okay. See what I'm saying? Right. Okay. Like, completion percentage in NFL, yeah, you're, like, really bad. But if you're shooting 40% from the field, you're, like, MVP conversation in basketball. So, But we're going to start off with something that we were completely wrong at, and we're going to go through all the traits so far in the NFL offseason. It is currently, what's the date today? Just to, like, kind of timestamp it. Today is March 21st. Okay. So anything that happens after this, obviously, we're not going to cover. So if, yeah. you, if you listen to this April 2nd, why didn't they talk about this? It's because it didn't happen yet. Yeah, so it's not our so, fault. Yeah. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The first trade that happened was the Giants traded for Alec Ogletree from the Rams uh, for a... 2019 draft pick and two 2018 draft picks. This was a good move for the Giants. They needed they needed anything at linebacker, uh, and the Rams netted I think around I think they netted two second round picks for it. Well, one this year and one next year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's um, really good. The Browns. This is the big one. Browns traded for Jarvis Landry from the Dolphins for a 2018 fourth round pick. In a 2019 pick, Browns now have one of the better core of receivers in the NFL, which is pretty incredible. If they get an actual quarterback talent behind it, it'll be excellent. But more than likely, they're gonna be really fucking dumb and put Tyrod Taylor behind that, and then they're gonna maybe get four wins. I can't wait. Not play their, uh, not play the guy that they draft with the first overall pick, whoever well, that is. Well, cause we'll, get, we'll, we'll get to that, yeah. but we'll uh, get through these trades. Then the Bengals traded for Cordy Glenn, the tackle from the Bills, for two picks, for, with two picks, for two picks in 2018. Hmm. Uh, Bengals' line has been anemic for a while now. They just keep losing people. and They barely... really missed Andrew Whitworth yes. going to uh, the Rams. Yes. Like, that was, like, a really, really huge hit to them. I think they lost somebody else this year, too. Zettler, their guard. Yeah. He went to Cleveland. Uh, or Zeitler. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Yeah. Uh, next, Robert Quinn went to the Dolphins from the Rams with picks for 2018 draft picks. Well, the Dolphins, and like I said, we'll spend more time on each individual team, but... Out of everything that we did on the last episode, we didn't... Corey and I have been messaging back and forth saying that like we totally really didn't expect 
the Dolphins to just totally overhaul their entire roster. So that kind of messed us up a lot. They pretty much got rid of Jesus, like a lot, a lot of people. So that was one of the big things that it just completely threw us off. So uh, the next one was the Browns traded for Tyrod Taylor from the Bills for 2018 third round draft choice. Uh, this could be good for Tyrod, I think. He didn't really have anybody to throw to in Buffalo. He had Sammy Watkins for when he was healthy, and he had... Yeah, he was barely even healthy, uh, so it didn't matter. Yeah. He, they had that big guy from Carolina they traded for... Kelvin Benjamin. Kelvin yeah. Benjamin. And also had... Only for half a season, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is interesting about this trade is what I hope... What I hope is that you will turn the notifications off on your phone. The group chat's blowing up, my dudes. It is. The group chat's blowing up. <laughs> we're, sh- we're posting memes today. It's every day. Every day, all day. Anyway. I'm not in group chats. What, what, you, what you would hope that this is, is Tyrod starting for a bit, and they put whatever quarterback prospect they're going to get behind him for a little bit. What's going to happen, Cleveland will not take a quarterback, maybe at all, and then Tyrod Taylor will be their starter, and they'll win four games. Oh, God, I hope that is. Well, I kind of hope that doesn't ha- happen. I kind of hope that happens, but it won't happen. I, I, we'll see. I have no faith in Cleveland. Shouldn't. None. Uh, next, we have Torrey Smith from the Eagles going to the Panthers for uh, Daryl Worley, the cornerback. I like this pick for the Panthers. It Last year they lost Ted Ginn, and that was a big staple in their offense that took the safety off over the top, opened things up underneath. Uh, Torrey Smith could easily replace Ted Ginn in that position. They had a lot of... They still might have more holes on offense because it's heavily rumored that uh, Greg Olson has been thinking about retiring. Mm -hmm. He interviewed for the Monday night football job. It was either the Monday night football job or the Thursday night on Fox football job. I think it was Monday. Yeah, and he didn't get it, but the thought that he would... Put audition, out an, yeah. He would audition for it, kind of gives you the idea that he's looking to potentially get out of football. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean... He's old. He's, he's old, and he's injury-prone. Mm-hmm. It's He's a great player, but it, you know, it's about time. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we have Aqib Tlaib going from the Broncos to the Rams. The Rams have been very active with trades this season uh, for the 2018th fifth-round draft pick. Uh, they definitely had holes at cornerback, I think, this in their secondary. Uh, Aqib Tlaib should bring the veteran experience. Hopefully he doesn't bring the attitude problems with him as well. It's always a big concern. They could have... Man, with him and Marcus Peters could have... They could either be a really, really good secondary or a secondary that just draws every personal foul ever and isn't very good. The Chargers and the Raiders love the Rams this season. For they really do. <laughs> They really do. Um, next, we have Michael Bennett from the Seahawks going to the Eagles for Marcus Johnson and a pick. Um, Michael Bennett's a good end, and uh, a solid end. Good he's end. a he's a thick end, is what he is. Thicky. He's a big he's thick a, end. He's a big old thicky. Honestly, I had absolutely no clue how. The Eagles have done what they've done as far as like keeping 
keeping the majority of their roster... Well, they did lose Vinny Curry. Yeah, and the other defensive tackle. Yeah, so I kind of get it, but adding Michael Bennett is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, the next is probably the first trade that happened this offseason. We have Alex Smith uh, from the Chiefs going to the Redskins for Kendall Fuller and draft picks. This is... I think this is good for Washington. At first, I really liked it because it gave me the impression that Marcus Peters was going to be playing with Kyle Fuller and then Marcus Peters left. So when I get to... I graded uh, as far as, as... As best as I could up to the point that we're at because I usually don't do this until after the draft is over because you take everything into consideration. But I graded every team's offseason so far. And that pretty much is the only thing keeping me from giving the Kansas City Chiefs an A is the fact that they let Marcus Peters go even though they added Fuller. But I kind of I, I get it. You think Mahomes is the guy, and Washington obviously didn't think Kirk Cousins was good, and they're wrong. Yeah, they're very so, he's, he's one of the only things keeping that team afloat. So we'll see what happens with Alex Smith. I think I mean, Alex Smith is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. That's... So, by, by de facto, because he's played longer. Yeah, well, just overall, he's a better talent. Now, I don't think they'll keep him for very long, but at least he's going to be there. At least he'll have it there and pay him a lot less than they would have paid Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. So that help. That's an all-around win, I think, for Washington. Yeah. Next, we have Deshaun Kaiser from the Browns going to the Packers, where he'll serve as a backup behind the other Deshaun Kaiser and Aaron Rodgers. Does this yeah, trade really... Should we even bother talking about this trade? It doesn't really it matter. It doesn't really matter. Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully it doesn't matter. Yeah, hopefully he'll never Hope, have to go after Yeah, it. hopefully it won't matter. If he does, I'll be very depressed. Right. The, <laughs> the part of this trade that does matter is the Browns got Demarius Randall from the Packers, which is one of the better slot corners in the league. Yeah. Yeah, this, one, this one's hurt a little. But... He was thrust into action due to all of the injuries. Yeah. Um, next we have Marcus Peters from the Chiefs going to the Rams. We talked about this one a little bit. Uh, he's one of the better young corners in the league. Probably a top five young corner. Um, it's one of the, well, I think one of the most surprising offseason moves. I really did not expect him to leave Kansas City. Uh, then we have Danny Shelton from the Browns going to the Patriots. I was surprised to see this. Danny Shelton has been a bright spot on the Browns' abysmal roster. Uh, Patriots are getting a third-round draft pick, and it's going to solid up their line for a few years. Yeah. They they don't really have an interior presence on the Patriots. I mean, they they had virtually no pass rush in general. Like, that was pretty much their biggest flaw they had all year being the fact that they didn't have a first-round draft pick. And then their actual first-round draft pick was Derek Rivers, and he just clack-a-lacked his knee in training camp. So you – and plus Rob Ninkovich retired. They let uh, Jamie Collins go. So getting Danny Sheldon – Shelton is pretty much nothing when you really think about it. They pretty much got him for nothing. It's a good deal. Uh, then we have Daryl Worley from the Panthers going to the Eagles. We talked about the other half of this trade for Torrey Smith. Um, 
probably more of a depth move for the Eagles. They needed somebody after they let Patrick Robinson go. Mm-hmm. Um, they got younger at that position by letting him go, too. Uh, next is Kendall Fuller from the Redskins. He was part of the Alex Smith trade. Uh, he's going to the Chiefs to be the slot guy. I Talked about sure. that a little bit. Yep. Uh, the other part of the Mike Bennett trade is the Seahawks got Marcus Johnson, who I have no idea who he is. I've, I I don't know who that is at all. I'm sorry, Marcus Johnson, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we don't know who you are. Uh, at least it's better than Deion Sanders not knowing who... Byard was? Kevin Byard was, yeah. I'm not going to comment on Deion Sanders. We have Jason McCourty from the Browns going to the Patriots. Again, another Browns to Patriots, Patriots trade. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason McCourty's a good corner. And they needed somebody. They've been hemorrhaging cornerbacks for a couple years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just lost Butler, who he didn't play in the Super Bowl, but he was a starter all year long. He started in 98% of every single defensive snap that the Patriots had all season. Yeah. And then play. didn't play in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Do we still have no idea what that was? He, he was sick, but he practiced and dressed and was not told he wasn't starting until five minutes before they started. So the answer to what you just asked me is no. No. Oh. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe that. Then. Yeah. Um, next we have Daniel Kilgore. From the 49ers going to the Dolphins for 2018th seventh round pick. Daniel Kilgore's a really decent center. Um, Dolphins needed somebody after letting Marquise Pouncey go. Marquise Mike Pouncey. Pouncey. Mike Pouncey. Marquise is the Steeler. Steeler. Okay. Mike is the Dolphin. He actually asked for his release, which is interesting. Hmm. Uh, then we have the Vikings trading for Trevor Simeon from the Broncos. Uh, Vikings lost all of their quarterbacks this season until they brought well not until and then they brought in Simeon and Kirk Cousins on a fully guaranteed contract yes unprecedented mm-hmm. uh, I like Simeon he's a I think he's a good quarterback I think uh, John Elway is a quarterback killer really yeah uh, I think he's very hmm. impatient with his picks hmm. I that's interesting. That's an interesting uh, take because a lot of people gave him a lot of credit because of the Peyton Manning signing and the great season. Well, I guess the great two seasons Peyton Manning had, and then Peyton obviously Manning the was, Super Bowl. So Peyton Manning was already. This makes sense. I, I like this because Peyton Manning was already a proved prospect before he went to the fucking Broncos. Mm-hmm. So yeah, every but since then he, he's just been killing quarterbacks. I guess so. Yes, yeah, pretty. Mean, Corey is right. <laughs> Proof is in the pudding. Uh, next we have C.J. Smith from the Browns going to the Seahawks, a cornerback. Uh, I don't know anything about C.J. Smith. I don't know anything Smith. about him either. Seahawks needed depth after letting Sherman go, and they got him for pretty cheap. Um, the Patriots traded for Cordero Patterson from the Raiders, who is a bust. I think he's best as a return man. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much all he's good at. Which on the Patriots means he's going to catch 60 balls for 800 yards and 8 touchdowns. Yep. 
Only all they need is a body <laughs> to throw to, so... Yeah. They needed something uh, with Danny Amendola leaving. Right. Uh, he's he's not as good as a route runner as Danny right. Amendola. But. And then the last one, we have Jamiz Olawale mm-hmm. from the Raiders going to the Cowboys. He's a fullback. Uh, the Raiders got a fifth-round draft pick for it. Just a scheme thing, I yeah. guess, to give Zeke some more running lanes, I guess. Not many teams run with full... Almost, almost no teams run with fullbacks anymore. I know the Steelers do occasionally with Roosevelt Knicks. Uh, outside of that, the Raiders were one of the only teams that I knew of that had a actual full... No, no pun intended. A full-time fullback. So, it's an interesting thing. So, those were the trades. Um, we're gonna run... What I'll do is we have the list here of all of the our mock free agency stuff and things like that and where we were right. Like I said, mostly we were wrong. We were a little bit right. I guess what we can do is let's talk about we won't go through every team and what they did uh, yet. What I'll do is I mentioned how I graded every single team in the offseason so far. When I do that, we'll talk about who they got. Let's talk about who we predicted to go to a place, and we were right. So the first one would be Case Keenum. He was the only Minnesota quarterback that we got right. Now, we flip-flopped the other two. We had uh, Teddy going to Arizona. We had Sam staying. And we had Kirk going to the Jets. Well, Teddy ended up on the Jets. Kirk ended up on the Vikings. And Bradford ended up on the Cardinals. So, we were close, we had the right idea, but we flip-flopped there. We got Case Keenum right, though. We did get Case Keenum right. We mentioned during the cast that we got Chris Ivory right, Mm -hmm. uh, sending him to the Bills. I predicted that. We, I predicted, we, you got a couple of the re-signings for the Saints right, with Okafor and obviously Breeze Mm -hmm. and a couple other people. I said that Mike Mitchell and William Gay would both be gone. We, what else did we get right? We got a lot of the ideas right. Like we said, Jordy Nelson would be cut. Yeah. He was cut. We didn't get the team right. No. But we said he'd be cut. We said Jimmy Graham wasn't going to come back. He didn't come back. We said Allen Robinson was going to be gone. Okay, he was gone. That the Jaguars were only going to hold on to Marquise Lee. We were right. Um, We, a lot of things like that happened where... Okay, Jarvis Landry, he was the highest, I guess you could say he was the top of the receiving free agency class. We had him going to Chicago because they needed receivers. Well, Chicago got Allen Robinson, so the other team that needed a receiver was Cleveland, so then he went to Cleveland. So a lot of that stuff, I think, was... Oh, and we also had pretty much Dallas doing nothing. Yeah. And Dallas has literally done nothing. So we were kind of right about Dallas. Yeah, I'm not even surprised about that either. So I guess that was... A win. I'll take that as a win in our book where we predicted Dallas did nothing. Dallas has done nothing. So, here we go. Now, what we're going to do is, this is just going to be, I'm going to say the grade. I'm going to talk about the players that each team has gotten. Whether or not I think it's a good idea or not, then you guys can just agree or disagree with me. We're going to start with the Arizona Cardinals. I gave them a B. Okay. A lot of teams that I found out have, like, Bs, B pluses. A B, in my opinion, a D is the, like, D is the lowest that I gave anybody. There's no F. 
So B actually is like the middle. Like yeah. B is average. So a lot of teams have like an average roster or an average offseason so far because they've let go of a lot of people, but then they've signed people. That's kind of the way I interpreted it. So the Arizona Cardinals brought in Sam Bradford. They brought in Mike Glennon to pretty much, I mean, those are going to be the two quarterbacks yeah. in in Arizona outside of Blaine Gabbert, who they kept. Well, yeah, but Sam Bradford's going to play until he gets hurt. Yeah, which and is going to be like week two. Yeah. And then they also got a, a tackle, Justin Pugh, from the Giants, who's probably an improvement for whoever the hell plays in Arizona. Arizona's one of the weaker offensive lines in the NFL. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, I gave them a C-. minus. I want to go back to Arizona. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. The interesting part, I thought, was they gave Mike Glennon two years and Sam Bradford only one year on their contracts. Was it? Was that true? The Sam Bradford was only one year? Yep. Okay. That's, that's interesting. That's has. I did not know that. Right here it says two years, but that's probably wrong. Um, and then, obviously, Justin Pugh's in a, a tackle. So, the Atlanta Falcons, I gave a C- because the only thing they've done is re-sign Brandon Fusco, and they let, I believe, three-fourths of their starting defensive line leave in Adrian Claiborne and Dontelry Poe. That's wild. Like, so, are they planning on just getting draft prospects? Oh, well, and they also let Taylor Gabriel go. Yeah. So, that's another thing. So, Atlanta Falcons, you get a C-. Are they banking on the draft or something? I, 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 I don't understand. I think that... Or they just go for a full rebuild. It was... McKinley starting last year. Start letting him, letting I believe him so. I think what yeah. was I think what's going to happen is that the Falcons are just in a position where they just needed to trim salary. Like I don't think the Falcons are going to be bad. I just think that that defense is predicated around that system, and I feel like I can never remember that head coach's name for Atlanta. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. I can never remember his name. He's one of the only head coaches I can never remember his name. Dan Quinn is is like a system guy. Yeah. He kind of believes he was the original defensive coordinator in Seattle. He kind of feels like he could just throw anybody out there that's fast and succeed on defense. So you're gonna see minus. Baltimore gets a B minus. They brought in Michael Crabtree. They tried to bring in Ryan Grant. He failed a physical, and then and they brought in John Brown. The reason they have a B minus is because they let their center go, and Ryan Jensen, who was like the second rated center in the NFL. And they pretty much just keep adding wide receivers. Wide receivers that are just old and no route tree. Yeah, no route tree. I mean, Crabtree's not bad. He's also thirty, though. Yeah, Crabtree's yeah. thirty. John Brown doesn't really have a route tree. He's often hurt. So Baltimore is just cycling through the wash of wide receivers that hit free agency that nobody wants, and they're not improving. At least in my opinion, I don't think they are. Are they just gonna just gonna throw old receivers through the ringer until the Flacco era is over? They're gonna throw them at the dartboard until one of them sticks. Pretty much. Now the Buffalo Bills. This might you guys might not agree with me. I actually really like the Buffalo Bills offseason so far. I gave it a B plus. And they've done this a few times. They've they got obviously they got rid of Tyrod. <laughs> I don't like Tyrod. I don't think he's very good. Um, I think I, I think they won in spite of him. The main reason why I give them a B plus is because they have that they had a really good defense already. They added Star Latulale, who is a really good defensive tackle for Carolina. They added him. They kept Kyle Williams. They added Trent Murphy. They got a new center in Russell Bodine. And they pretty much just kept everybody on that team together that wasn't Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. So if you can add really good players and keep your good players... I give you. I I usually get pretty confident about that, uh, so I gave them a high grade. And um, they I, also added AJ McCarron, which is one of the under the radar quarterback. 
He's a stopgap. Yeah. He's a stopgap quarterback until they draft a guy this year, whoever yeah. they draft. Yeah. I I don't agree with you that the Bills won in spite of Tyrod Taylor or mm-hmm. despite him. You just think that they won. I think they won yeah, I think in they just spite won. of their receiving core that yep. they had around Tyrod. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think Tyrod – Tyrod is not great by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. Not he's as about as He's about as serviceable as they come. Mm-hmm. He, he can get a job done. Uh, he's a C-plus quarterback. I think it's incredibly apparent that what was going on in Buffalo, that Tyrod was one of the pieces still keeping that team afloat and one of the pieces that gave them that playoff run mm-hmm. when they benched him earlier in the right. year. Because – the entire team fucking fell apart. Right. Uh, going to Carolina, I gave them a C plus, mainly because of who they lost, not because of who they gained. They gained Dontari Poe to replace Star. They oh, that was another thing we were right about. They did sign Julius Peppers to a one year deal. That was yes. another thing we were right about. They brought in Tory Smith. He's he's a vertical threat at this point in his career. He's kind of that one trick pony who takes tops off of defenses to make it easier for everybody. Like I said, they didn't really do anything. But they lost a couple people, so I gave them a C plus. The Chicago Bears are the first team in this that gets an A, and they don't just get an A; they get an A plus. Yeah, they. I absolutely love every single thing the Chicago Bears did. Yeah, it's scary. I don't like it. They added Allen Robinson, who, in my opinion, was the best receiver in the free agency. Yep. They added Taylor Gabriel, who's another good receiver. They added Trey Burton, who threw the pass to Nick Foles in the yeah. Super Bowl. He's actually a pretty decent tight end. He came in in relief. Of Zach Ertz actually played really good. He he's not terrible at all. They kept Sam Ocho. They kept Kyle Fuller. They kept Prince of Mukamara, and they are in a position now where they can kind of go best player available in the draft, which yes. is kind of the position you want to be in. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. They they I think they're they're going to be one of the probably one of the big turnaround stories coming into twenty eighteen. I think if Trubisky. Improves. Yeah. If he improves. I think he will. Uh, Cincinnati. I'm sorry, were you gonna say, what were you going to say about uh, We were talking about if Trubisky improves, and that's the same position we were at with Bortles, and the, but still Jaguars won in spite of Bortles. Yeah, they went they went to an AFC Championship game. Yeah. So there's your, there's your ceiling right mm-hmm. there. Yep. If you improve just ever so slightly when you have that good of a roster around you, you can get to the playoffs. Cincinnati Bengals, B-, not much here. They signed Tyler Eifert. If he stays healthy, he's one of the best tight ends in the league. They did get Corey Glenn. That was one of the big things that I liked from the deal with the Bills, Bills which I believe was the thing we had the Bengals drafting. I don't know. It was defensive end. We had them taking a defensive. But their offensive line was really bad yeah. with, with Whitworth leaving. Cleveland. I wasn't mean to Cleveland. I know people think that I'm just mean to Cleveland all the time. I gave him a B plus. I don't like Tyrod Taylor. Jarvis Landry is pretty good. I don't like the fact that Tyrod's throwing the ball to Jarvis Landry. But if they, Ryan Tannehill can throw the ball to Landry, I'm sure Tyrod could do just as well. Yeah. Uh, Carlos Hyde. They signed Carlos Hyde to a three-year, $15 million deal, which in my opinion completely defeat Like, that completely throws out the idea that they're taking Saquon Barkley. No, it does not. No, 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 because they're all because the other thing that they're trying to do is sign Duke Johnson to a long-term deal. You are not going to use... A first or fourth round pick on a player when you want to do a rotational running back committee. You don't do that. That's ridiculous. Saquon Barkley will touch the ball 12 times a game. That's You don't do that. That's not what the Rams did after they took Todd Gurley yeah. really high. They just give Todd Gurley the ball every time. 
So you don't sign Carlos Hyde and you don't try to extend Duke Johnson if you want to draft Saquon Barkley with the first or the fourth overall pick. I don't trust it. I hope... I hope Saquon Barkley goes to a team that won't ruin him. I think uh, he should go to the Giants, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys, I gave him a D. No pun intended. <laughs> They've done literally nothing. They signed they a signed, long snapper. Yeah, they signed a long snapper. Amazing. That is all they've that's, done. That's fucking incredible. You get a big old D, Jerry. <laughs> Just like your team's name, a D for douchebag. They, I don't know. Are they going to be the exact same team next yes. year? 8-8 again? Are we in the 8-8 era again? No, they'll be better because Zeke will play all of oh, okay. the, the whole year. And hopefully Sean Lee doesn't get hurt. Okay, so it's the 10-6 and six era. I think they're a really good team. I actually really like <laughs> Dallas' team. Denver Broncos... I gave them a B minus. Case Keenum is okay. I don't know if I, I at this point I don't know if Denver's going to take a quarterback. There might not be any left. <laughs> no, literally, by the time they pick, there might actually not be any left. There's a lot though. There's a There's lot not, of really good quarterbacks. Not if out. three of them go in the top four, which might happen. Yeah. So Denver ain't De- Denver's not going to take Baker Mayfield with the fifth overall pick. Oh fuck no. So that ain't happening. Uh, Detroit, I gave a C minus. They pretty much interviewed every single old washed up running back that hit the the market. They pretty much interviewed every single one, and they just landed with Legarrette Blunt. There's a real. I'm a big believer in. You could look at what a team does in an off season and figure out whether or not they're trying to be better, or if they're desperate. The Detroit Lions are desperate. They they are so desperate to try to figure out what to do with this franchise with. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is on the Packers, and Aaron Rodgers is obviously clearly the favorite to win that division. You have Minnesota, who's insane now. You have Chicago, who made a whole bunch of free agency moves. And Detroit's left there with an okay roster and not much cap space. So, that's a terrible place to be in. So, I gave them a C-. Green Bay Packers. I actually didn't write... For some reason, I skipped the Green Bay Packers. But I'll grade them live right now in front of everybody. I'll give the Green Bay Packers a B-. That's not spot right. Letting go of Jordy, which we predicted. Okay. I understand letting Jordy go. but you I understand sign- it. It breaks my heart. It does break your heart. He's the first receiver I ever really liked. You signed Jimmy Graham, and you signed Muhammad Wilkerson. Keep keep fucking sleeping so, on Jimmy Graham, boys. So Keep sleeping on him. Go is, ahead. I think the biggest thing Green Bay did this offseason was extending Aaron Rodgers before he got sick of them and left. Yes. Oh, That's man. a big thing. I hope that day never comes. Houston. I give Houston strictly a B just because of Tyron Matthew. Because he's really good when he's healthy. All these other things that they've done are all sort of bench players that are only making like one point something million dollars. They uh, uh, they got Aaron Colvin from the Jaguars. That's a division signing you know what, that's that, going to help. You know, and it's interesting because Aaron Colvin, I believe, has played for the Jaguars for a really long time. And so you had A.J. Bouye go from the Texans to the Jaguars, and now you have Aaron Colvin going from the Jaguars to the Texans. Just pretty, pretty interesting. It's, it's yeah. pretty cool. It's pretty and cool. And then thing. you had Senio Calamete from the Saints going there, helping them with their line. Is um, he good? And he's, he's a guard. Good. He can play literally anywhere on the line. Oh, you were talking about yeah. him. Yeah, he was a really good player. Indianapolis. Indianapolis. They don't have a lot of signings. They signed Eric Ebron. They signed two guards. But I gave them an A because of the trade that they did with the Jets. Yeah. I think that trade was amazing. 
Because now you're the Indianapolis Colts with a whole bunch of problems on your defense, a whole bunch of problems on your offensive line, no running game, and now you have four picks in the top 50. You're still in the top 10. You have a sixth overall pick. You still got your second-round pick that you initially had, and now two additional second-round picks, which I think is awesome. I think yeah, that super I gave them an A strictly because of that because I thought that trade was amazing. Jacksonville, I gave an A minus. I expected them to not have Allen Robinson, so I took that into mind. But with what they've done, even though Allen Robinson has left, because I knew that was going to happen, they signed Marquise Lee, they bring in Dante Moncrief, eh, whatever. Yeah. They bring in Austin Safarian Jenkins, who had a pretty good year last year. Yeah. Now that he's sober, they also brought in Andrew Norwell, who's like a really, really good guard. So you're just adding to what the Jaguars do, which is just run the ball down your face, mm-hmm. and you add in Safarian Jenkins, and you keep Marquise Lee, hopefully Alan Hearns. Well, I mean, Alan Hearns is gone, but hopefully Marquise Lee stays healthy, Dante Moncrief. And the other receivers they had all year, like Keenan Cole and Dede Westbrook, who yeah. stepped up, actually were pretty, we're, really, were pretty good. So the Jaguars are in a really good spot. When you are in a position where a re- one of your really good receivers doesn't play for a season, and then you play well without them because of the people behind them. I feel like you kind of have a liberty to kind of let that guy go. Yeah. So they were in a really good position in that point, too. Jaguars should probably be a wide receiver factory for the next few years when they're going and practicing against Bouye and everybody. That's a really good point. Like, practicing against A.J. Bouye and Jalen Ramsey every (laughs) single day, that's going to turn you into a really good receiver. I'm actually really excited to see. uh, I think Keelan Cole will be a really, really good receiver for this I think so. Absolutely. Uh, Kansas City, I gave him a B plus. I don't like them losing Marcus. I understand they added Kendall Fuller, who's a good player. Sammy Watkins is one of those things where it sounds better than I think it will be. Because Sammy, there were times I had Sammy Watkins on every single one of my fantasy teams last year. And there were literally entire games where Sammy Watkins was just ignored. Ignored, and he was the second best receiver on that team. On the Rams. On the Rams. Yeah, I think the so, Rams situation is very different. I understand that, but if you're going to a team that now he's the fourth best pass catching option, I just don't know how it's going to work. And you're paying him forty eight million dollars, and he's hurt a lot. That's see, that's the major concern. I think. Yeah, I think. It's, I. Uh, they did also add girl, Anthony Hitchens, who's a really underrated linebacker. He played for Dallas. Yeah, he's a it, when you I watch a lot of Dallas Cowboys because he's there on all the time. He is he's a very good player. Los Angeles Chargers. Let's start with the Chargers. I'm gonna do I want to do this now? I kind of want to do this now. The Chargers are gonna win this division next year. Uh, they signed Marky, Mike Pouncey, and that pretty much makes their offensive line really really good. He's one of the best. He's probably, I think I read somewhere that he's one of the only centers that played all 16 games last year. Oh, wow. He's one, I think you can count them all on two hands of the centers in the NFL. Obviously, Marquise was another one, which is ironic. That's his brother. But Virgil Green, just like a backup tight end. Michael Schofield, who's a backup tackle. Mike Pouncey and Caleb Sturgis, who kind of fixes their kicking game. I think it's really interesting how they haven't re-signed Antonio Gates yet, and it makes me wonder if they are going to. They might not. It might actually be, like, the end of Antonio Gates, which is kind of sad. I mean, uh, unless you're our one friend, Matt, then you're really happy 
but... Well, he, he, he... Once again, it's another one of those players who's just getting there, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it's almost time. Yeah. He might be able to stretch out one more season, but I, I don't know. He, he might just be better for him to retire. Rams I gave an A, obviously. How can you not give the Rams an A? With Aqib Tlaib, Marcus Peters... If they sign Nadamakan Sue, oh that goes God. to an A plus. That yeah. is one of the most ridiculous defenses front to back that I can even that division that is going I can to be, remember. That division is going to be the best in football. It's gonna be really, really good. Unless you're the Seahawks. <laughs> Miami. Miami I gave a B because I like their I like their additions, but I hate the fact of who they let go. Yeah. Like you let Jarvis Landry go. You let Jay Ajahi go, even though it was last year. You let Ndamukong Sue go. You add, but you add Danny Amendola. You add Josh Sitton, who's a good guard. You add Daniel Kilgore, and you add Robert Quinn. So that's why I gave them a B because they're like right in the middle. Like, man, I really wish they wouldn't let go of all those guys. Yeah, but look at the guys they signed. Yeah, it's, it's like they lost just as much as they gained. Their biggest signing was Albert Wilson from the Chiefs, who was could probably fill in Jarvis's role not as well obviously but you think him and Danny are kind of going to combine yeah to be I, I wouldn't be surprised if Danny doesn't make it to the roster really he's 32 he's hurt all the time he well, he played a lot for the Patriots I mean that's what happens when you play for the Patriots you just never get hurt so Miami was a playoff team two years ago I just want to say that Miami the Miami Dolphins were a playoff team Two years ago. Yeah. So a lot happened since then. I know a lot happens, but I'm just <laughs> saying. So the Minnesota Vikings, I gave an A plus <laughs> plus. On the double plus. Jesus God. How could you not give that team an A plus plus? You sign Kirk Cousins. You sign Sheldon Richardson to combine with Linval Joseph and Anthony Barr and Harrison, the safety, and Sandejo, and Xavier Rhodes. And they, Sheriff Floyd. And Sheriff Floyd. And they already have Stephon Diggs. And they have Dalvin Cook. And they have Kyle Rudolph. And they have Adam born on a Thielen. Oh my god. How could you... Like, A++. They're gonna be so scary. They're, they're I, gonna be insane. I, I can't... I don't wanna watch the pack play them twice. Cool, the man. They are gonna be... I hope they're really good. Because I'd be really upset if they're not good. New England Patriots, uh, B-. minus. They have all the New England Patriots signings. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Rex Burkhead, Jeremy Hill, uh, Cordell Patterson, which we talked about. Adrian Claiborne. Adrian Claiborne, who was the, the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Now, losing Nate Solder yeah. is really interesting because Nate Solder... Have, there was a, there's been a lot of times where the Patriots... A lot of people think that the Patriots' offensive line is this, like amazing unit that's one of the best in the league outside of nate solder they have had huge amounts of movement and injuries and changes and guys playing here and guys playing there he was one of the few guys that they had that was rock solid yeah and he is not there anymore that is huge that is a very underrated loss that i think pretty much if i'm the patriots that is where you draft the tackle like you need a guy on that side to protect your 41-year-old quarterback if you want to even make it through the season. So, New Orleans Saints, I know you know who everybody, who they signed. I gave the Saints a B um, with the Drew Brees, Jermon Bushrod, Alex Okafor, Demario Davis, 
I know you're upset about Patrick Robinson. It's probably why I didn't give him a B plus because of Patrick Robinson. <laughs> but that was what I gave the Saints. I almost didn't want to grade the next two teams until draft day because there is so much that can happen with the two New York teams that this can. Both of these teams I gave I gave both the Giants and the Jets both B pluses. Both of those grades can go down to D's, depending upon what they do in the draft. But the Giants, I gave a, a, a B plus. That's where Nate Solder went. They got, uh, they were the recipients of the Alec Ogletree trade with the Rams. They got Jonathan Stewart. He's going to be a backup, pretty much. He's too old. He's on the wrong side of 30 when you're running back. And when we go to the Jets, the Jets have a sneaky good defense now. With Tremaine Johnson and Morris Claiborne and Jamal Adams. Yeah. And Marcus May. They have a really sneaky, like, good backfield. They did lose... I mean, they've lost... They've had Sheldon Richardson gone for a while. Mo Wilkinson hasn't played in a really long time. But I gave both teams a B plus. But it's pending. Because I really want to see what the two New York teams do. Yeah. They're they're going to be two of the very draft-heavy teams. Yeah. I don't think the Giants can fuck up. It, drafting number two because you either take Saquon Barkley if he's there if you don't want to go that way if you want to get your quarterback in the future you take whatever quarterback you like or you take Quentin Nelson best guard and you completely fix your line with him and Nate Solder there the best guard since Zach Martin yeah pretty much Oakland Raiders I gave him a D plus because I don't understand what they're doing you let Michael Crabtree go because he's old and you sign Jordy Nelson, who is older. And slower. And slower. You don't... You have Marshawn Lynch as your running back, and that didn't really work. So you sign Doug Martin, who hasn't had a good season since I've been born. It feels like. <laughs> it, it's been forever since he's been any good. And then they pretty much just took a whole bunch of random defensive players yeah so it's again it seems desperate and this is the exact same thing i said with detroit when moves sound when moves feel desperate to me it's not good and the fact that you have a franchise quarterback and a really good wide out and you're in a division that's really competitive and is for the last couple years denver was in flux with quarterback and kansas city's inconsistent and the Chargers are always injured. The, oh, the Raiders should be running away with this division, and they're not, and I think they're panicking. Yeah, so, and I, I think uh, the, the, the John Gruden train is going to stop real fast. It might. It might not I, even get off the tracks. So, I do not believe in the Raiders with everything they've done since Gruden's come in, which is upsetting because I liked Gruden, but he's just making all these questionable choices right now. Yeah. Uh, Eagles, A-. minus. Michael Bennett, Haloti Nada is huge. They obviously let go of a couple people. They let Vin- Vinnie Curry go. They resigned their uh, Nigel Bradham. Super Bowl hero. So, there's that. Pittsburgh Steelers. I would have given the Steelers an A strictly because they let Mike Mitchell go. That If, if that was all the Steelers did, I'd given him an A. <laughs> I hate Mike Mitchell. William, if they with the addition of letting William Gay go, it would have been an A+. Plus. Uh, I didn't do that. So, they signed Fitzgerald Toussaint to a one-year deal pretty much just in case Bell doesn't want to play week one. Yeah. I don't know who John Bostick is, 
Did we sign him? I have no clue who that is. What position does he play? He's, a, He's an inside linebacker oh, okay. from the Colts. He played decent. Uh, he had, I think he had a loaded stat sheet just because he played inside linebackers on a defensive poorest team. Yeah. And then something I didn't think we'd do. We signed Morgan Burnett. Yeah, holy shit. Um, two years ago, he was the highest-rated Packers defensive player. Yeah. And, and, only, and one of the only remaining veterans in that position. Yeah. And he's still he's still under 30, though. I think he's only 27. Seven, he's I 27. Think. Which, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter too much because we're probably changing systems on our new defensive mm. coordinator. But, like, I man, was thrilled. Hurt. I was absolutely that, that thrilled. That is an incredible move for Pittsburgh. I, I thought that was awesome. And we got him kind of cheap. Yeah. Like, for pretty three cheap. Three years, $14.5 million yeah, for that's... a safety that... If he, if he'd have been on the market two years ago, he'd have probably made twice that amount of money. He's he got hurt last still year. Like maybe like top fifteen mm-hmm. safety. Probably. Uh, San Francisco, I gave an A minus. Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon's gonna be a stud. Oh my god. He's gonna be a stud. He's pretty much the te- the new Tevin Coleman. Yeah. In the. Oh man, in the Shanahan offense, pretty much he's gonna catch like fifty five passes and probably eight receiving touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Couple offensive line signings. They signed Weston Richburg, who I think is a pretty good center. He's yeah. a lot better than Daniel Kilgore is. He was the only other bright, bright spot besides Pew on the Giants line. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Richard Sherman is... If Rich, Let me tell you this. If Richard Sherman is 85%, he's better than any corner they have. Yep. So, even sub-100% Richard Sherman is an upgrade. And I just love the attitude and the attention that he brings... Yeah, I'm about to, to the say, organization. Like, even if he doesn't play amazingly, there's always there's always something about a player's attitude and their passion that brings a lot to a team. And I think he's gonna bring like he's gonna bring a, a lot of passion. Richard Sherman is incredibly smart. He went mm-hmm. to Stanford. He represents himself in contract signings. Which is and amazing. And when asked why he went to San Francisco, he said, "Because this team has the stuff it takes to win a Super Bowl." So take that as you will. Like, you can call Richard Sherman an, an ass if you want. The dude's really, really smart. No, it's... He knows his football, and that's genius. where he went. I think it was a genius move. Speaking of Richard Sherman, Seattle Seahawks, D. Yeah. They're, Holy crap. They are collapsing. They let go of everybody. Mm-hmm. And... I think they're pushing the button? I... Pretty much. I You pretty much have to. You just, you just redo... You've signed three safeties at this point, because you don't know if Cam Chancellor's ever going to play football again. You've signed Barkevius Mingo, who was another first-round bust from the Browns. You've signed two two receivers who won Marcus Johnson. We don't even know who that is. And Jaron Brown, who's a who's a remedial receiver for the Cardinals. You're pretty much in a position where you're just going to hope Russell Wilson doesn't have a career-threatening injury and try to get through this year and get a really high draft pick. Yeah, that's, so, that's, honestly, that's, that looks like that's where they're going. They're just going to look probably to restructure everything else like besides Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin. Yeah. The only thing <laughs> that makes me not believe that is because they were thinking about doing that, and Pete Carroll said if they do do that, this is probably his, his time's probably up with the Seahawks. And as of right now, Pete Carroll is still there. So mm. He might be there through this That could have always changed. Yeah. I know he says he doesn't want to go through a rebuild. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is really I would, old. Yeah. I would understand that he's really old, and like he he kind of went through that entire era of the Seahawks. Yeah, he did his so, first couple. I mean, granted, he's also had in a, like 
a previous tenure in the NFL where it wasn't very good. Yeah. And he spent a lot of that rebuilding a roster and it never worked out. Tampa Bay, I gave a B. And it's pretty much just because of two things. Ryan Jensen and Vinnie Curry. Like, Vinnie Curry's a good defensive end. He adds to a pass rush, which was completely non-existent for Tampa Bay last year. And Ryan Jensen's one of the better centers in the NFL. He's probably a top five center, along with the two Pouncey brothers and Unger for the yeah. Saints. So, it's two good signings. They also kept Cameron Brait. They also got a couple other defensive tackles. Bo Allen, uh, Mitch Irvine, who I don't really know. And they kept Brent Grimes, which you uh, you said that they were going to. Do you, do you, do you think... Uh... Think that team can finally get it together? Eat the W. Eat the W. It depends. I wrote about it when the season ended that it's pretty much just on Jameis. Like that roster can improve around Jameis, but if Jameis continues to just not play well, then they're gonna underachieve. So I also think that team in a weird way was kind of held hostage by the whole Doug Martin stuff. And they're also in a very, very good division. Yeah. <laughs> so Someone has to be in the basement of every division, and it just so happens to be Tampa. So, Washington and Tennessee can kind of get lumped together because I both gave them C's, just kind of because I didn't really care about what any of either of them did. <laughs> like they, Tennessee signed Dion Lewis, which bummed me out because Dion Lewis is now never going to play again because every single time he hasn't been on, Dion Lewis has pretty much had a year and a half of good football, and every other season he's hurt. So I don't really know why they did that. And they did sign Malcolm Butler, and I don't really know how Malcolm Butler is going to do as a, a full-on starting corner next to a Dory Jackson. And so it's c- concerning. There was the other Patriot corner they signed last year. Um, he was a Super Bowl hero. Ah, uh, what do you mean? They signed another Patriot corner? Yeah, this, they signed him last year. It was a. Uh, I mean, not Brandon Browner. No. Um, it wasn't McCordy, was it? No. Give me one second. Well, while you're doing that, I gave the Redskins a C also. I'm I'm not sold on Alex Smith. Alex Smith, all for all but what, what was it? Logan Ryan. Logan Ryan, okay. Oh, yeah, you are right. Yeah, they have a Logan Ryan, too. It's like where Patriot players go to die is Tennessee. I'm not completely sold on Alex Smith because outside of last year, Alex Smith has kind of been like okay like he hasn't been Alex Smith was the poster child for the game manager quarterback that he just didn't take risks he wasn't gonna lose you a game but if you're behind he can't really win you a game and the Redskins don't really have that great of a defense especially now with Kendall Fuller being gone to hold people to we saw what happened we saw what happened to the Kansas City Chiefs last year when they couldn't stop people from scoring. They went six weeks without winning a game. And the Kansas City Chiefs roster is way better than the Redskins roster. And you also have to ask yourself, how much of it is Alex Smith and how much of it is Andy fucking Reid? I think it weighs on him harder. The way, how he plays on the field, though, doesn't have anything to do with Andy Reid. Does it? So, if he... Because you saw it last year where Alex Smith would, like... He had those, like, remember that first five weeks of the year where it was like, oh my god, he was throwing for like 400 yards a game. It was like lit. It was awesome. He slows down. And then he like almost receded into that game manager, don't take risks, check it down. Where's Kareem Hunt? I don't know. Let me throw it to Charkandrick West for some reason. 
which made me mad as a fantasy owner. <laughs> but I'm afraid that's what's going to happen in Washington. And Washington doesn't have the offensive talent that the Chiefs does. They don't have a Kareem Hunt. Yeah. They don't have uh, Tyreek Hill. They don't have Travis Kelsey. Yeah, so, I, think it, it, I think in prospect of what they gave up versus what they got in the quarterback position, I think I think it. it they didn't lose a whole lot. From going from Kirk Cousins, for going from Kirk Cousins to Alex Smith, and it's not gonna. It might hurt them a bit, mm-hmm. but it won't hurt them a lot. They went seven and nine last year. Yeah, I don't think they they can get much worse than that under Alex Smith. I don't think they'll get worse, but I also don't think they'll get better. Nope, not really. So they just really just got like a, a cheaper, older Kirk Cousins. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I think the. One of the moves that I do like from the Redskins is they signed Orlando Scandrick from the Cowboys. It's always good to snatch yeah. a player from one of your, literally your like better rival. Mm-hmm. So, but that's it. That's my grades for the off season. And like I said, they they adapt as the draft happens. They're all subject to change, pretty much outside of Minnesota. Yeah. Like, Minnesota's not changing. I, the they're, they're killing Minnesota it. could draft some janitors. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. Like, they're, it they're, doesn't they're matter. Straight, they're straight. They straight killed it this offseason. I also it's don't think... amazing. I also don't think the... Pretty much, like, the teams that got, like, A's and A-pluses, which are Chicago, Indianapolis, and Minnesota, I don't really think they could mess it up. No, not really. And I also don't think that Seattle, Dallas, and Oakland could really do anything... That the two would teams swing that could, it. That could most easily fuck it up are the New York teams. Easily, one hundred percent. They could either have, they could either do wonders for themselves or completely fuck it, and we will not find out until the draft starts. Until April twenty sixth. Which okay. are we gonna? Do you guys want to come back one more time before then? Yes, we're gonna yes. come back before then. Draft? We're probably gonna come back a week before the draft. Uh, I think we're each gonna do a mock draft and compare. We'll go pick by pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pick one, we'll talk about our first pick. Pick two, we'll talk about our second pick. Uh, and then we'll do that a week before the draft. And then on the draft, we're going to do a live reaction to the draft. It's not going to be posted during the draft, but it was, we're going to listen to the draft, and we're going to talk about the draft as it happens. Yeah, and then we'll we'll, probably, we'll post it as soon as we're done recording, and we can get it up after the draft. So we, you guys could probably listen to it that night if you're so inclined. The, like, probably five That's, people who are It's going, going to, to be this. a very... I mean, because the draft is... First round of the draft's like two and a half, three hours. Yep. So it will be a very long thing. We're having a long night. So Yeah, but it's gonna be a yeah, it's definitely but the draft be is a very fun. long yeah. It's gonna be a long broadcast, it's probably gonna be our longest one. Yeah. But it's just because of how long winded the draft is. Uh, and that way we don't have to do since we're doing a pre draft episode, we, we don't, don't have, to, have do a, to do a post draft no, episode. No, because we're just gonna throw up our live reactions so everybody right. can to get that. I think it'd we be can, more fun that way, too. We might do a post-draft reaction because mm-hmm. we're only doing the first round of the live reaction. I guess that's true. Yeah, we're and not going to do, we're six not gonna do other the rest of it. Yeah. Right. But we're not we'll, going to do every round. But we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about all the rest of the rounds a week after. Fun fact, if we would have done that last year, everyone would have heard me get really upset that the Steelers didn't get Jabril Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if that would have worked out. I mean, honestly, you can't really know because... The Browns 100% misused Jabril Peppers. 
for what he is. Uh-huh. So you can't really know if it would have worked out. I mean, TJ had a couple good games. No, it's incredible about this whole thing. We're going to talk hours and hours about speculation, and that's what this whole thing is. And then at the end of, of the season, we'll talk about all of our things, like us thinking the Raiders are going to be terrible and then them not being terrible. Yeah. Now us, they're going to be terrible. Us thinking, like... Drew oh, threw them in the trash can. Us thinking, like, oh, man, you know, the... Who would be who would be a good example? Something like what would be really shocking? It'd be something like, oh man, Philadelphia made a bunch of good moves and stuff like that, and then they're like seven and nine, and Carson just doesn't return to form after his injury. That would that would be awful. It would be awful. I'd be that'd very be, upset. That'd be, that'd be really sad. I love Carson Wentz. He's a great player. And they like they turn <laughs> they turn it over to Nick Foles, and Nick oh, Foles is God. just as just as bad. because it's not the playoffs. This is like. The worst. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Dude, stuff like that happens, man. The only thing that is definitely 100% going to happen... Minnesota's going to run shit? Is, <laughs> is, is Minnesota's just going to ramrod everybody in I, the NFC? A, as a Packers fan, I'm not looking forward to having to play them. I am so glad year. the Steelers played them this year, and we don't have to play them for oh, another three years. God. We The Steelers don't have to play Minnesota again until Kirk Cousins' contract is up. And they won't be able to afford him. No, absolutely not. Especially Hell if he gets a, yes. Especially if he gets a Super Bowl under his Easy belt. Easy win. Oh, God. I want to hear my favorite stat that I found out today. Oh, boy. The Saints had one one receiver with over 100 yards. That's obvious who that was, Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. Ted Ginn had, I think, a little bit over 50 catches. Okay. No other receiver had over 10 catches on the Saints. What? Yeah. Wow. Hmm? Yep. Wait, so, okay. So, <laughs> wait. So, oh, uh, okay. Drew Brees probably completed, like, 500 passes last year. Probably, like, 400. 400, 450, right? You're telling me that there are... Maybe around 300. May, okay, maybe three. Well, if you... I mean, I mean if you throw the ball... He throws the ball about 22, 25 times a game. Yeah. And you times that by 16, you're going to get a, a close to 300. Yeah, it's a little, probably a little over 300 passes. Yeah, probably a little th- over 300 passes. Yeah. And you're telling me that... That's what I read. That there are four guys on that team, maybe five, that don't have 10 catches? Uh, well, it was... They were talking about receivers. They didn't mention the running backs. I'm sure Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram combined oh, for 50. Yeah, they, no, they probably caught a lot. They caught a shit ton of passes, actually. Like, so if, almost as many as the receivers. So they probably had, like, eight receivers with less than 10 catches. That is... I think that is a really incredible stat to end the show with. <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we need to talk about anything else. I agree. I like it. It's a good idea. I I don't I've never heard of that before. I I think every single like receiver that played for the Steelers has over twenty. Like so, <laughs> like if you if you throw out okay, there's Juju, there's Antonio, there's Eli, there's Le'Veon Bell's a receiver, pretty much. Yeah, Martavis. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yep, we will be back a week before the draft. So we could be completely wrong about who everybody's grabbing in the draft. I can't wait. We, we're, we're not we're not batting well. well I think we're batting average. We're doing pretty well. Right. Right. Baker we're, Mayfield to the Dolphins. Woohoo! Oh God. Till next time, everybody. Have a good night, and I love you.
I don't. 